Hey, you're listening to Charge Podcast, episode 65, the podcast that looks at tech under the hood. I'm your host, Owen, and joining me today are your co-hosts. I'm Zach. And Frederica. We're going to talk about fun stuff. Zach is back. How are you both? Great. I'm back, <laughs> jet lag. Sorry. <laughs> jet lag. It's amazing. The amount of times that we locked eyes and it was like, so who wants to talk? Ooh. Like, you don't see him in silence in there. I think there's a couple things going on. There's jet lag. We're all polite people, mm-hmm. and it's early. Uh, caffeinated. We're doing it in the morning, and so it's like this combo of like over-caffeinated mm. and sleepy. And mm-hmm. it's also kind of hot in this room. Always. It's the always too hot. The weather is super fucking strange right yeah, now. Yeah, it's terrible. I wish it wasn't like cold a little bit. No, no. Like, we can't open I the mean, window because it's bike noise, and people yeah. will be like, oh, that's so cute. No, it's like rattling shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's terrible. The street outside is, is like cobblestone. And, and a bad this, one. And so like, when people bike over it, it's just like a bunch of noise. That You either hear that or like somebody like just bottoming out their whole car. <laughs> it's just terrible. I have that in front of my yeah. uh, apartment. It drives me nuts. We're like, oh, somebody just lost their bumper. <laughs> what? Yeah, it happens all the time. Like, people have, anyway... So sometimes you might hear an accident. So, how was San Francisco? Did you have a good time? Um, you know, it's. <laughs> I'm usually a very positive person, but I'm right. just going to rant a little bit about oh, San Francisco. Do. do it. I, I loved. I loved living there. I lived there for seven years. Well, I lived in Berkeley. I worked mm-hmm. in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and leaving even just for a couple months and coming back, it really provides a lot of context for like how. Mm. I think it used to be a really wonderful place, and it's it's just. I, I don't know who to blame. Like, it, I don't think there's any one... Tax. Ta- <laughs> I, I just, like, the city's not doing enough, not and enough, the companies yeah. aren't doing enough, and, I, like, there's just a lot of problems, and mm-hmm. so... So I've never been. Oh, my gosh. Can you, can you uh, give me some context? What, what, what if are, we what describe we... it for in th- three words? So we'll take turns. Yeah, I'll give the idea. first word. Okay. You can give the second word. Okay. Like, we'll take three words each. Okay. Oh. Poop. <laughs> You're in. No public transport. Oh, that was mine. That was what I was going to use. Okay, what else? Okay, one more word. Um, I think, I mean, I really, uh, economic inequality. Yeah, and yeah. I was also going to add, like, my last one was beautiful. <laughs> like, oh, it yeah. is beautiful. We'll use some positive. It's a, a beautiful place. There's lots of cool stuff there. Um, I, I liked working there. There's mm. cool jobs. Uh, oh, yeah. It seems pretty contrasty. Like it's beautiful, but there's poop everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's and an enigma. Expensive. It's very expensive, it's, and that's one of the reasons I left. Well, it's just the inequality is like devastating, and you just it's very confronting, and yet everybody just somehow tunes it out. It's just like really sad. Well, I yeah, I think that, and we won't spend the whole episode talking no. about San Francisco, but one of the key problems is like that you know cities run on service workers and mm. people that you know have jobs that mo- most people have those jobs and uh if they can't afford to live there they mm-hmm. move to cities outside like you know in the east bay mm-hmm. or in the south bay and then they either drive in or take public transit and since yeah. prices have continued escalating the tech workers have moved to those places so yeah the service workers have been displaced so far that they're commuting over two hours on either poor public transit or on bridges that aren't Right. Are too congested. I mean, there's there's no good solution. There's a hundred problems. I and, think. And, that... and then one, why would you w- work in San Francisco then if you could also work there where you live, where there's also people that in need of service, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, the big thing is the jobs are there. Like Facebook didn't until recently, for example, didn't hire any engineering people outside of like Menlo Park. Like you could work at Facebook, 
but you couldn't work on the design team or the engineering team unless you were there. And that's the problem. It's like remote work. I love it. It's like the cities of the future. Remote work, blah, blah, blah. Must be located in San Francisco, California. I'm like, blah. I don't get I don't get it. Like uh, the future is remote work. Pros and cons. I mean, there are pros it's and hard. cons. It's hard. it's hard. I'm doing it and it's difficult. But these companies that are like driving toward the future and providing tools, like building tools for people to do remote work and then are not hiring remote workers is like, does Slack not hire remote yeah, workers? Yeah, they have a policy internally of not hiring remote workers. and Or like they'll hire you. I don't know if it's changed. If somebody's from Slack is listening, please don't like harass me or like hurt me. Um, but Slack had a policy, like I interviewed there many moons ago and they were like well yeah like you can work remote but there has to be a date that you'll be in the office moving to the office like wow. maybe it's in a year oh, wow but like you have to be coming eventually i'm really it's grateful nuts. that my team was willing to give it a try and yeah well i think, I think it's, it's important great. you get better people anyway okay 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 this is why and i love better. freelance <laughs> yeah and we all it, it was great seeing my friends and i'm really happy to be back in amsterdam i have one question for you before we get into the deep end did you ride the bird I didn't ride a oh bird. Hey, for those that don't know, it's the scooters that are uh, it's electric. Uh, sco- is scooter the right word? Yeah, it's like, well, it's just like a scooter. It's like what a child rides, except electric. There are a lot of new transit options since I was last era a couple months ago. Yeah. So, like, jump is relatively new. I think I saw, Love like, it. one last year, and now they're everywhere. <laughs> hey, those are the bikes, right? I think it's electric. hilarious because you would think. In Amsterdam, it would be perfect for something like that. Yeah. And then we had something like that. And then everyone hated it so yeah. much. I recently saw a place, just at a random shop, that mm. was selling the O-bikes. Amazing. Amazing. For personal <laughs> use. But that's the funny thing is, though, like, we've, I mean, we're going to go too far down the track. But, the I like, look, I have a bike sharing take. Basically, we've talked about this probably not on the podcast a lot. Yeah. Those Doppler's bike sharing things just don't work. The business model isn't there. Same with... Like, the reason Bird currently works is they offload the charging to, like, homeless people uh, by paying them money to charge them. And so, like, homeless people have access to an outlet at, like, the homeless shelter. And so they'll take one of those things, or, like I saw, six uh, on top of each other to the homeless shelter and charge them the $20 a pop. But later, it's the same with O-Bike, for example, or Mobike. Wait, I'm so confused by this thing. Yeah, they pay homeless people or whoever. Like, you could charge it and they pay $20. So, like, ride it home, charge it, and put it on the street, and we'll what? pay you 20 bucks. Right? It's, like, a sinister... It's, like, a hack for not maintaining it themselves. They're like, no, no, but it's the community. I'm like, no! It's the same problem with the doc shit. It's, like, they don't want to look after it, so they offload it to everybody else, and that's why it doesn't work. But Jump works because they actually manage their fleet. Right? right? So, There's Jump is, employees. like... They yeah. have uh, people who work there with trucks, branded... By yeah. jump, who drive around and pick them up if there's too many in an area or yeah. if it's dead this is or how, if it's damaged. Also, how to do it in Oslo. Yeah. And it works really well because yeah. Oslo is, is kind of a hill. So there's yeah, one naturally, at, some, at one point in the city, there's more bikes. I remember this. Every morning in the city, there's just like a pile of them at the train station because exactly. everybody rides down the hill to the oh. center. It's awesome. Yeah. And I, then a truck will bring them back up the hill. Yeah. Then. <laughs> It's great. I, I will say, like, there's lots to complain about all of these, especially like sure. scooters in the middle of the sidewalk. But we need <laughs> we need tons of options that are not cars. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like San Francisco, especially, is so congested, and mm. I it, just like quality of life is better when more people are getting to work 
on not cars. Okay, great blog about this. I yeah. link in the show notes. Everyone should read Owen's blog about it. But <laughs> so, I mean, we can all complain, but hopefully this is like moving in a direction. I feel like it is. Um, I'd love to see more people in San Francisco biking now that I've lived in Amsterdam for a yeah. couple months. It's like, oh, it's so nice to be able to well, bike. That's all I did there and everybody was making fun of me the whole time. It was hilarious. I would show up on my jump bike, not sweaty or anything because <laughs> it's electric. And they're like, oh my God, you biked here? I'm like, Yes? What the shit? Like, it's fine. And they're like, oh, here's Owen. He yeah. lives in Amsterdam he, he now, so he bike. wants to uh, bike. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, no, but seriously, though, those little scooters look so much fun. Oh, they're very fun, but they're very, like, the whole time you're on it, you're like, I'm probably going to die on this. Mm. Like, because you either have to go on the road or the sidewalk. And, like, people either walk into you or you get hit by a car. Perfect. At least with, like, a scooter uh, versus a bike, a bike has a huge piece of metal that they're going to hit as well. Like, the scooter's just so flimsy. Hey, um, if only we had a solution for this. Like, bike lanes. Amazing. Well, then, yeah, I rode in the bike lane on the scooter, and then, like, people on bikes would be like, hey, douchebag. So, yeah, it was great. It was yeah. the real San Francisco experience. Just, like, but I think the problem would be a little bit better if there were less cars. So, like, let's uh, let's okay, keep let's, pushing for, like, yeah. Let's segue from here into GDPR. <laughs> Wait. Other fun. Things. Would you like to talk about regulation after talking about not regulating things? Oh my god. Okay, so this week, I feel like there's no way to Is not. Is it today? Be... Is it today? It's on Friday. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I was gonna say if you didn't know about GDPR, no, but I feel like knows. everybody knows because there's so many emails, so many. Emails. Hey, my friend even got a mailer in her actual door. Like a letter. Yeah, like a card saying like. Uh... Please consent to getting more of these. No. Um, if, if you don't want to get any emails ever again, then unsubscribe via this link. No, yes. no. And it's like, like a link. printed link. Yes. Oh my God. I quit. <laughs> screwed. No. Okay. So <laughs> I mean, direct mail is still really effective. I feel like, yeah. I mean, it works. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. For the environment. Um, okay. So GDPR, it's the thing that is great and also terrible. It's like. All European regulations, it's a great thing on paper that ends up making everybody hate it because of the way it's implemented, not the actual law. It's like, okay, GDPR, what is it, first of all? It's, shall I just, like, give the 30-second Yeah, why don't you, version? for anyone that doesn't know, why don't you uh, give us a First of all, little... it's the worst acronym. It's General Data Protection Regulation. Yes. Um, it's not awful. G well, it's just, like, very long. It's, like, not necessary. But it... Uh, it came to the table in 2016. Yeah, it's quite old. So it's been in motion for two years. Yeah. The paperwork, so like the current form of it, like only got signed off in January, which is, yeah, that's a whole different thing. But so basically, like you've had time to prepare for this. You've two had years, time. Right? Yeah, two years. I will say that the goalposts shifted so many times that yeah. it's like hard to know really like what it was going to be. No one started on this two years ago. Yeah, exactly. And nobody knew what the fines would be or anything. Like, they didn't actually have the law part of it around it. It was just like, here's the things you're going to have to do. You should start thinking about it. And so it's there's no way we could cover it because it's a huge piece of legislation that covers a lot of things. But at basic, like, core of it, it puts a responsibility on technology companies slash everybody to, A, get consent from users for, like, everything. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and everything being, if you're processing data, you need to tell the user that you're going to process data. That's pretty simple. And then it includes right to be forgotten stuff. So like if you sign up for yahoo.com and you don't want to use yahoo.com anymore, like probably everybody in this room, you can ask them to delete it and they should provide you a copy of everything they've got on you at will. That's the third thing. Sorry, that was sounding like part of that. Um, 
and that's not limited to like Facebook's former remember like the old thing you could export your profile and but it would just give you like what what was public about you it wouldn't give you yeah it wouldn't give you like internal support tickets and all the metadata and all the websites they tracked you on now they have to give you that shit right so that's really interesting um and that's why you're probably getting pop-ups on facebook and every every freaking website and everybody's changing their privacy poly blah 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 but the irony with all of this is we were just talking about this in like forums online and stuff over the last week it's like a, you shouldn't email about this, and B, you don't actually have to update your privacy policy. You're not supposed to, and emailing people doesn't get consent. So, like, the fact that all these emails are going out is because all these companies have no idea, and they're scared. Well, yeah. they're, 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 so there's two things I know about GDPR. Mm-hmm. One is that the deadline on May 25th mm. is not for you to comply with it, yeah. but that you have a policy in place and to a plan. comply with it. Yeah, so, like, yeah. you have to have a plan... That you could show to somebody, yeah. some governing body, by the 25th. Mm-hmm. And two, a ton of people are getting sued or are worried about lawsuits about this. And I think that's why oh, there's yeah. this, like, CYA, like, send emails out to everybody. Oh. It's just, like, we don't want to get sued because there's all these, like, patent lawyers trying to, like, get money out of yeah, companies. Right. It's just, like, a new industry is, like, what if we sue companies? The interesting thing about it is, like, and I want to just clarify, like, I made it sound really annoying. <laughs> it's actually really good for most of us. Like, it only covers European citizens, just to be clear. Yeah, uh, but it does cover uh, um, if you are an American company and yes. you have yes. European clients, oh, then yes. you should also comply. Uh, so yes. it basically covers... Even unwittingly, that's my favorite, like, European part of this law is, like, you don't want European clients, but they're in your shit, and you tried to block them, you're still fucked. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. it's... It's crazy. I think it's a really interesting thing about like this day and age. Is like everybody's service is internet based for you can't the most part. Get around it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, if you're starting a company and have an internet based product, you probably have citizens from the yeah. EU in your product. So, so the good parts of it are this, right? If you're in Europe, uh, or you have European customers, or whatever, you're like you now have a piece of legislation that you can use against these companies when they're like, "Whoops, sorry, we lost your data," and you're like, "Well, okay, what are you paying me?" Like, that's, wow. it's like, that's actually part of this legislation. It's like, if a bank lost your money, everybody would lose their minds and they would have to pay. Or if they got breached. Facebook loses your data, it's like, whoops, sorry, you get, I get an email every day. But a lot of people already feel like their data is already everywhere. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. But this is what they're trying to change is like, they're putting a dollar value on it. Yeah. And by doing that, I think it means that the attitude can change. Yeah, because then, that's the whole, that, I think that's the, the core problem, actually. Right. The way oh, yeah. people think about this is a bit Yeah. strange. So it's all good. It's a very good piece of legislation. And the biggest part of this whole thing, and like this is the part that everybody's talking about, is like the active consent thing. So like on every website, you're getting this thing where you have to like tick a box. Like Facebook has it. I'm like currently playing chicken with them. Uh, I'm not a- a- agreeing to it. And so every day they send me an escalatingly angry message that they're going to delete my account. I'm like, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's see if you do it. They're not going to do it. I tell you that. Um, but so they have to, for example, they had this flow that was like, we're going to do facial recognition. Do you ex- accept or decline? Uh, we're going to do like targeted advertising. Do you accept or decline? And you can opt out of these things. Yeah, I've Great. done that too. Which is, it's perfect. It's cool. And because the law actually requires them to let you use Facebook without those features. And this is where it gets maybe like technically 
challenging. And so, like, if you're a startup, it sucks. Yeah, because that was if you're one anybody, of my it sucks. that was one of my concerns. I feel like um, they're like okay. So when the whole uh, Cambridge Analytica thing mm. happened, uh, people were like, oh yeah, we we need more rules around this as right. well. Uh, blah blah blah. But it will also uh, have implications for. Uh, people that want to start companies mm-hmm. right now that maybe are better than Facebook or other than Facebook yeah. or will grow into something like that. It's really hard to it really... comply to rules like that if you're not already a huge company, which is kind of a big loss for the internet because... Yeah, well, here's what I would do. if, I, like, Very honestly, if I was starting a company right now, I would absolutely block all European IP addresses. It's just what I would do. Yeah, yeah, but... Uh, yeah. I mean, I actually did that for the first two weeks of my company. You're in Europe, though. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. <laughs> but if I was, say, I was in the US, right? That is actually now a feasible course of action. Like, Unrolled on me, which is hilarious, is shutting down in Europe. But I think it's so what? sad, though. Yeah. It is really sad. And it's just like... This is what I mean with that's a big loss for the internet. Because yeah. now the internet becomes a bit more bordered in a way. Yeah, well. absolutely. It's like if Which you're kind of starting an we idea, want. we currently have this problem, right? So remember Snapchat was US only for like a year, I think. It was like you had to have a US phone number to sign up in the first year. I, I don't know don't because that. I don't have a US phone number. Well, there so you go. It would just... Right. But you, it probably came onto your radar later as a result. And it's like now we're actually probably going to see that more. And it actually sucks. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so like moving to Amsterdam, I've had lots of trouble signing up for different services, well, like basic things and bank accounts and <laughs> just like because I don't have a BSN, which is like the social security number here. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if like more services are going to start requiring like some sort of government identification, yeah. like a social security number so that they can figure out exactly where you live. Because phone numbers, I don't think enough. Well, that's a big problem already is like with the VAT laws, which is our tax laws, you already have to track. <laughs> this is where it gets really fucking ironic. You have to track data for the VAT laws to understand where they are. But now I'm not allowed to track that data to figure out where my customers are without their consent. So I'm like, okay, so you want me to have three data points, including address, IP address, and like credit card location. But if they say no to that, you can do your VAT? Yeah. Wow. But I'm also not allowed to not say no. You know? Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, like the, you have to pay back. I'm sure. I'm sure someone will be like, but actually, like that's excluded. But what I'm saying is, like, yeah. there's all these technicalities that you can't foresee. I have this problem where it's like, you. I just don't know what is or is not allowed, and like, get, getting consent is like one thing. But like, so Zach and I talked about this previously about monetization under this model. It's like all these. You're gonna start seeing. Remember the cookie warning shit, right? When you come to Europe, you're like. Oh my god, there's so many cookie warnings. I have a Chrome extension that pushes OK on them all. <laughs> Will you explain it just for people that. Yeah, don't so know? it's just like in Europe, on every fucking website, you have this pop up that's like, do you accept cookies? Do you? And I'm like, yes, because otherwise it doesn't work properly. Fine, whatever. Now it's a pop up. I have the most amazing one this it's morning. It's not for business to business websites, by the way. You don't oh have to god. <laughs> yeah, but oh, like, yeah. how do you know? <laughs> yeah, anyway. But yeah, so, but, so what I'm saying is, um, now you're going to get these pop-ups that actually you're starting to have this other problem that you're going to have overwhelming consent. So you have to get consent for everything. And so this morning I had one on, on gadget.com that had 200 checkboxes. Well, Just like serious? individual like data companies they work with for ads. And it's like, so you're not allowed to 
run the website. Sorry, you're not allowed to block the user from going to the website without that stuff turned on. Under GDPR? Yeah, under okay. GDPR. So now you're saying, I monetize my website through ads, but the user disabled them all. Should they be allowed to get that content for free? Or how, like, how does this work at this point? It's like, well, maybe it's just another uh, thing that shows that the the way that we do ads on websites oh, is really broken. <laughs> I agree. But also, we don't have a better way. Like, the advertising industry is very gross. Yeah. However... We don't have a better way. I mean, we have to come up with a better but way let's, then. But let's, let's maybe explore this as well. It's like, what advertising did online actually opened up so much, like, possibilities. I think that, like, it allowed a whole ecosystem of, like art and weird shit and like tumblr and like all of these cool things online and i think maybe it just went and this is this is my personal opinion ads are fun it's just the tracking that's the problem yeah and i actually don't mind being tracked however i want to know who where it's going or yeah. like i don't mind if 200 companies are taking it as long as i know that they like they have to get rid of it or whatever or like that they will get a fine if they lose it it's like yeah these or questions. it's anonymized yeah i don't know I I also put a ton of blame on the advertising industry Ugh. for putting out shitty ads. Oh my I God. think I think people wouldn't complain about ads if they were good. good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like everyone started, you'll see a good advertising campaign, like the um, uh, uh, Mailchimp had that really yeah, right. good ad campaign. Yeah, what, they had so many. It was a good advertising campaign, and people enjoyed it. And I think that's proof when people watch yeah. like the Super Bowl for the commercials. Yeah, and like those are just expensive ads, but like. I think if advertising just was, like, a little bit more in touch with what people want. Yeah, I mean, Instagram ads are a great example of this for me. Like, I, I have trouble with how that works as well. But Instagram is actually pretty good at, like, having a decent bar. I've seen bad ads on Instagram, but I've seen pretty damn good ads as well. And often they're, like, pretty interesting, actually. And... I think it's interesting because a lot of people would say they don't want targeted ad collect data collection. Yeah. But... It's only because they think the term is scary. Yeah. So this is an interesting, a different side of the mm. super targeted ads. Because I think in the end, indeed, it is nice to get mm. targeted ads. Because I would love to never see, like, random... Plumbing ads. Yeah. Like, or, I've never seen a plumbing ad. Yeah, but sure. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It could be anything otherwise. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. I got a plumbing ad this morning. There you go. <laughs> We're going to get... Well, it's and like, it was all in Dutch and I couldn't understand. Oh, amazing. Right. Well, it's, I have ad block in my brain here now because everything's in Dutch. All the ads have gone to Dutch even though all my devices are definitely in English. Yeah, for me the same though. But, <laughs> I find it yeah. so funny. Um, but that's the funny thing about all of this is like, so if you Google like targeted ads, like uncomfortable, whatever, like there's all these surveys that like people are uncomfortable with targeted advertising. But if you use a different phrase or like... If you ask them a question, do you hate un, uh, inappropriate, like the wrong ad showing up, people are like, yeah, I fucking hate that. I love ads that are correct. And then you're like, oh, it hurts my brain. Like <laughs> We could also try to have like this uh, untargeted ad day and everyone will go. Oh my God, that would that's genius. But <laughs> that. It's the worst ads. Ran, Russian roulette on ads. But I think Born that... everywhere. No. <laughs> That's all it'll be. <laughs> One weird trick. Well, I think the problem here, though, is beyond, like, a people uncomfortable with the word targeted ads. Yeah. It's it's stuff like Cambridge Analytica happening. Yeah, exactly. Where, where people, where our data is being used in ways that we don't know and possibly for ways that right. harm us. And that's why GDPR is good. As the royal us. That's why it's good. So it puts a value on data. It also, and this is why I like the other side of it. So it's really fucking hard to build 
controls for this correctly as a startup. It sucks because like I just don't know and like you can work on the assumption that you can probably just say sorry if you're not a huge company as well. That's fine. Europe, like, this is what gets me about these emails is every goddamn company is emailing me and I'm like, look, trust me, they're not going to be very mad about your email list. Just, like, chill the fuck out. Yeah. The, uh, the cookie is... warning is two companies got sued in the last 10 years by yeah. Europe and they're big ones. Yeah. That's what it is. No, the only thing I do when I see GDPR in an email is delete i got a filter for it now because i had one to 50 of many when i searched gdpr in my inbox so it's like and that's the funny thing and so this was my point earlier is like every european legislation that's internet focused has been really really good and targeted like this and very like this is great legislation however the technical understanding on their part is really like not there and so like because the guidance isn't there in the law people are just doing shitty things like if this thing came with a spec that was like here's an example of a not shit thing but it's just like vague it'll be like you need to collect this and you need to do this whereas if you would look at like how the i think it's gov.uk a lot of the time they'll introduce something like this and it'll be really detailed like ux flows and like Mm -hmm. examples of how to do it and this is the problem in europe is like here is the cookie warning put it on your websites what does it need to look like? What is a what is a standard warning? What is like, do I need to do these things? And it's the same with this thing. I have this problem right now where it's like, it's very strange actually. So the right to right to be forgotten thing. So like uh, somebody could write to me and say, I want you to delete me from every system. Great. I can delete you from Intercom. I can delete you from this thing. Okay, but what about backups? Cool. Well, yeah. Well, I'm supposed to scrub these people from backups. And like... No, it's not a thing I can do. I can't just go and like load up every backup ever because it's like stored somewhere, you know, and there's some exceptions, but this is where it gets annoying is it's vague intentionally because they want to keep it that way because it's legislation. You know what I mean? Like every time this kind of legislation comes through, they keep it intentionally vague so that like if you flout it, you can get screwed by the government. It's the point. Mm. But by doing it, all the small people other ones that end up putting bullshit warnings and like yeah so what what i think though is like as usual the smaller companies yeah that i mean it will be easier for them they, they will probably also like i mean if you just have someone's name still in your backup it's a really different thing than yeah being very malicious and trying yeah. to because in the end like i mean bad people are going to do bad things anyway exactly. and good people are going to do bad things unintentionally but yep. not as bad as the bad yeah, things yeah. That bad people do <laughs> it's just <laughs> look i will say one thing I, I think it is cool i think it is very good to make companies build with privacy in mind at from default that's great yeah. but i will say that i think the days of the internet getting weird are gone uh, forever, yeah. basically, as a result of this and many other small cuts on the internet. Um, and I miss the times when you could literally, act, like, dig.com was literally an accidental, like, invention. They just had a shitty website with, like, links on it, uh, and then they built up. Like, this kind of thing you couldn't do by accident as easily now. But if you're just an individual and not a company, and you, you don't get people's email addresses... Well, yeah, but you're probably because... collecting information on them at some point, like... It, Are it, you, though? Yeah, well, you, even anonymous people have to consent to, like, if you're doing Google Analytics on owenwilliams.com... Okay, maybe leave it out, then. It's really bad for your health anyway, because you don't want to look at numbers all day. Oh, anyway. snap. <laughs> yeah, but I need them. Well, it's. I think there's a balance. I, I, What I hope out of this is we get better tools. So, like, great, Google Analytics is kind of creepy. I will say that. I love, I love it, and I think there's a lot of misunderstandings about where that data goes. However, why don't we have alternatives? 
And I think that's what could come from this is like there's a whole industry mm-hmm. that of privacy focused startups yeah. that could come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it also, also, by the way, it makes the blockchain impossible. It's my favorite thing. Oh, interesting. It's like, so right to be forgotten. Great. Okay, delete me from Bitcoin. Can't be done. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, they will find a way to yeah, I know. fix that, I'm sure. Don't worry, Bitcoin to three. Eight point oh. I don't know, but like whatever. They have, they have a lot of money coins. So. Yeah, no money coins. coins. So on. one more question about GDPR. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe more questions. Uh, maybe I don't millions. know. Maybe yeah. write to us if you have your own. because yeah. we can tell you. But my question is, is like, okay, so you said what? Two years in planning. Yeah. So what has changed about, like, has anything changed about GDPR after Cambridge Analytica? No. Because like. I, it looks I feel incredible. like this is a, a part solution yeah. to that problem, but I think that was accidental. Yeah, I think like, it was hilarious because everybody's like GDPRs because like it feels like everyone doesn't understand that they're not related. It's just that they had like I I hundred percent commend Europe on this. They basically saw it coming. Like yeah. they're like this shit could be bad if we don't put laws in. And then Cambridge Analytica happens on, what on the eve of freaking like it was a month ago now. Uh, you know, oh, it we, feels so much longer. Yeah, ago. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh it's my god, not, it's, it's, it's two month two months. Now. It's all right. I didn't apparently know that Steve Jobs died this decade, so yeah. I already got like a lot of people tweeting me about it. I'm so sorry. It was eight years ago. I should have edited it out of the podcast. Oh, it's no. If I make a factual error, please correct me. And we like, I will put it in the show notes if there's an error. Like, that's fine. Um, anyway, GDPR, very interesting. I think we'll pro- we should talk about it next week again because it will be post. Uh, post the date it's on friday just like full uh disclosure not lawyers could be wrong yeah <laughs> um, probably wrong by a lot of things like well it's like this is Let my no know. yeah well this is the my interpretation i love it my interpretation of what i've discovered so far that's the worst part about all of this is like i've read a lot and i still don't get it hey if so, you are a lawyer and you want to yeah like, well join us come on the podcast i love please. it so this is a great segue into uh zuck <laughs> Yeah. Because we are going to talk about Zuck today. The Zuck. Uh, it's just like the Facebook. The, the Zuck. Thick Zuck. Don't Google it. T-H-I-C-C-Zuck. It's oh, amazing. Thick. Oh, no. I'm not going to put it in the show notes. Just look at it. You Don't look it up. Uh, yeah, I made you look at it, didn't I? I did. Yeah, look you look at all it. my memes. Okay, so the reason that Zuck comes up is good timing, actually. He just testified in Europe. Well, it wasn't... They were very careful about the wording of what this was. It was an open session in which he was invited to come. was not a hearing. This was crazy to me because I didn't even know this one was coming. I remember the UK government being really mad that he wouldn't show up. This came out of nowhere. Um, It was announced last second because it was going to happen behind closed doors originally. Which is crazy. Everybody found out about it because it leaked somewhere. And then everybody was pissed about it because it was like, why are you doing this in secret? Like, why does this session get to be... And it was because Zuck wanted it. Of course, like, I, I understand any sane company is like, it w- would be preferred if it wasn't, wasn't on tape. Um, and, like, it's notable to point out, by the way, that this year was the first time that Zuck ever appeared in person on behalf of his own company in the entire history of this company. Facebook has been very specific about sending henchmen to do this work lawyers let's let's well not even the cto has testified but he's very like zuck has been very particular about not letting his uh, image be synonymous with facebook's that's really interesting interesting in the legal sense did he say it on a on a thing again on a no i was really hoping that this would happen (laughs) uh, first of all i want to say so he he went there he talked about like it was the same kind of thing as the us but obviously harsher 
But my favorite thing about it was how lo-fi it was comparatively. So um, the US one was like this very fancy. It's like, like 4K. It was a court and like he was on a pillow and like it was incredible. But then this one was like, uh, it was a very small meeting room, obviously, with like weird seats and everybody's name printed on a piece of paper folded to stand up oh, rather than like so flints. It was incredible. This is why I love Europe. Yeah. And instead of like facing the jury or whatever, uh, the Senate, uh, he was just sitting next to the European president, of course. Oh, my God, though. Wait, Europe has a president? European president, yeah. It's like the guy, he currently, he's a French guy right now, but it rotates. So, like, each country gets a oh, turn okay. at some point. I get it. Um, and it's just, like, the host of the current council, right? Like, the person who runs it. I have no idea how Europe works, but I know this one thing. <laughs> I was about um, to say. Anyway, so, he went there yesterday. Oh, holy shit. Please, like, pause, go and watch it. Maybe don't. It was very long. Um, it was so the the session was seventy five minutes long, but goddamn, like European senators just like in America, there's so much lobbying, lobbying, lobbying that like they wouldn't ask him anything hard, really. Like they were asking questions that were obviously prepared and like obviously like softballs because everybody loves the Zuck. Also because it's like a huge American company, you're not gonna like piss off your huge American company. Hey, but people are also taking pictures with him as if yeah, he was some kind okay. of celebrity, which we'll, is We'll come strange. to that. I, that was very weird. But okay, so European politicians were A, very brutal off the bat, like asking very pointed questions. Most of them asked, what will you do if we try to break you up? Which was my favorite thing. Like none of them were interested in anything except like monopoly, like regulation and breaking it up. But okay, great questions. Terrible format. It was awful. It was 75 minutes of them asking questions to him, and then he could answer. After they all read their questions. Yes. Oh and my so God. there was Wait. 120 questions. Holy shit. So they It first... was like the worst format. And so he was like writing down stuff, and then he had... <laughs> So it was it was the maximum of seventy five minutes for the session. They used all they used seventy four minutes asking the questions. No. So he t- he took fifteen minutes to answer, no. and just gave generic ones. So he was just like, oh yeah, some people asked about regulation, and then gave like the PR answer. Some people asked about shadow profiles, PR answer. So because it wasn't a volley, that he just me very angry. Actually. Oh, it made me furious. <laughs> so he got to the end. The, this is the best part. So like there was this Dutch politician. I I think he's Dutch. Forgive me if he's not. Um, he was like very pointed. He compared them. There's this the movie and book called The Circle, um, and it's like this mo- this thing. You should go read the book. Don't watch the movie. Uh, I love John Boyega though. I'll oh, watch anything go. he's in. Um, but it's about a company that like monitors everybody, and like it's basically Facebook or Google, and they're fine. Um, and he compares him to that, and then launches into his questions. It was like amazing. And he oh he was also like you apologize every year. You've apologized so many times this year. What makes this different? Anyway, incredible guy. Question. And so what happened was Zuck talked for 15 minutes, basically like lumped the questions together that he thought was convenient to get off the hook, ignored all the harder questions because it was like, I don't have time. And then immediately like was like, oh, well, we're running over time, so we should just wrap it up here. And it's like, well, first of all, you're not running this meeting, bro. <laughs> like, he was just like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, we can just wrap it up here. It's, you know, I'm conscious of time. I'm like, no. I mean, he's probably used to running meetings. Well, okay, look. So the guy, the guy's name that uh, the Dutch one or this person who spoke out, his name was literally Guy, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, that's the funniest thing. I was struggling to explain that. He, um, he, he was like really mad about it. He actually yelled at when Zuck was trying to rack him up. This is like, he basically said like, this isn't good enough. And like, you didn't answer any questions. Where do you think you're going? We need more time. 
And then the European president was like, eh, well, like, he can just write you your answers. And then this guy's like, you've cooked this session. Like, the whole session is cooked in a way that, like, it'll let them ask. And then it, everybody had their public hearing. That's what you wanted. And then he goes home. Oh, this is crazy. He's furious. Like, he's, he's, like, going on batshit crazy on Twitter about it, too. Basically, it was. It was designed in a way to let everybody feel like they had their questions. And then Zuck answer the ones he prepared for, and then he can go home. He literally was out of the room in two minutes afterwards. That's and crazy. Like, and then they were taking selfies. It was terrible. Um, so the guy that we're talking about is guy. indeed called Guy for Hofstadt. Yeah, is that, that sounds Dutch. I guess it's Guy. Oh, yeah, okay, probably. Um, so is he, is he I Dutch? think he's Dutch. He looks Dutch. <laughs> he's got the like signature Dutch like haircut. Or it Google could him. also be... Yeah, he's Belgian. Oh, yeah. Because Guy is a very... Close um, enough. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Just like, <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Look, it was just freaking terrible. It was like Europe's chance and they... like. He's a Belgian politician. Oh. Uh, so oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Netherlands. Um, look, it was just really frustrating because Europe asked great questions. Europe put on a show, right? Senate was just like this, like, it was just drivel. It was just terrible. And this was like, holy shit. He's going to have to answer some... One of the, the German politicians asked him, like... She said, do you remember that you started this website as a, a, a hot or not website where you rate women's appearances? What have you changed about your company and the way that you protect the users on your platform to not do that now? And, of course, he didn't answer this question. Oh, my God. That's um, a good question. It was a great question. Everybody in the room was like, that's a great question. He wouldn't answer shadow profile questions. It was just infuriating because, obviously, like, Europe had like gone along with this to like i mean this whole podcast has been about europe it was just sucked i i think one of the things that i really uh thought was interesting about this Mm. is usually the way monopolies are talked about is like competition yes but they framed it in a way of like these are the the top three most used apps on a Mm. daily basis Mm. out of all eight are yours so i think that's like a really interesting way to talk about monopolies now is like a consumption of time yeah. and app store rankings practically the best part was like a politician yeah he said something like you have the top three apps right now and then do you do you feel like you have a monopoly and it is that always answers like oh, no i don't feel like i've got a monopoly he's like oh but you know people are using eight apps every day but he failed to mention that half almost half of them are his right oh like the God. top three whatsapp facebook and instagram are theirs the others snapchat uh viber uh, like telegram signal like the, oh my god it like physically pains me i like i loved i loved guy he whatever because he was just like this isn't you just you just basically explained to me why i should regulate you he was just in disbelief that like everybody was taking this shit i loved it um and so what what was clear from this though was very much so that europe wants to like regulate the shit out of them and wants to break them up they want whatsapp to be separate they want instagram to be separate you can have an umbrella company, but it it's very clear that Europe has a vested interest in doing something. That the problem is, it probably won't happen because they don't know how. Well, so you said it could be an umbrella company. Is that really how it works? Like, yeah. Well, so, so when Google did Alphabet mm. and broke up a bunch of its properties, yeah. I didn't think it was for any reasons. Yeah. So you can't directly well, share. It depends. I don't know exactly how this works, okay. but. The way we that, do need a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, so but no, so the way that the Microsoft one was originally going to work, so there was that famous Microsoft antitrust case in the US, they originally wanted to break up the Windows division from the rest of Microsoft, right? So Windows would operate separately. That would have like screwed Microsoft so hard. It didn't it didn't eventuate. 
But what that would have meant is that the motivations of like, they still are the same company, but Windows can't do things as a result of like what another team wants, right? Like they don't sit in the same building. They don't have the same goals. They're a company. Yeah, they, they also can share their... Yeah, and input. that's the same with Alphabet. I'm pretty sure that the way that Alphabet works is Alphabet is not allowed... Like if they're doing the I shit, they're not allowed to go over there and be like, hey, what's up? I mean, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but they like Google's privacy policies cover their own stuff and that's why it work, works. It's the same with side, Sidewalk Labs. If they had access to like... Sidewalk Labs is a creepy company that... Well, I think it's actually pretty interesting. They do stuff like the Link NYC booths in New York, internet phone booths. They're building a city in Toronto. Um, what? All, yeah, we can talk about that another time. That's gonna crazy. Have to talk about that. Um, but what what it means is that they can't just go and like get your whole profile because they want to know something. It means that like they operate separately. They have different goals. Yeah. And it's not aligned. But they're different people in the yeah. same family. But I it guess. depends on the regulation. Yeah. See, yeah. I thought the alphabet breakup was all for financial disclosures and Both. statements because like. You know, if you're doing this moonshot company to build whatever mm. autonomous submarines that provide yeah. internet, <laughs> like yeah, you not? can drop a billion dollars on that, and that yeah. doesn't affect your quarterly statements yes. for Google so the company. It's that course, as well. Yeah. I think there's many motivations for them. I think a big one going forward. I mean, you can very easily see this line with Boston Dynamics. So Boston Dynamics, creepy military robot company. <laughs> And every time everyone's like, hey, look at this creepy military robot that Google's making, they can be like, actually, it's not Google. It's, not Google. Yeah. it's our parent company. So it also helps with like um, uh, the, the parents. Yeah, it's like op optics. It's yeah. like um, Google can feasibly claim that, well, they, it, it has to work that way. Like they can't have these robot dog people in the same building, basically. <laughs> Um, what it means in practice, I don't know. And again, antitrust, yep. it, it, it depends on the ruling. Sure. I'm just like, if Facebook does the same thing and opens three other campuses and puts WhatsApp in one and Instagram in the other, yeah. what stops them from still having yeah, all these exactly. problems? So I think like, it would go further than that. Yeah. But it, it's in my mind, a lot of the time, it's about siloing A, user data, and B, they're not allowed to communicate roadmaps with each other. And they're not allowed to like talk about like their shit, uh, like their financial goals. Anyway. Anyway, this whole episode has been Europe. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's interesting because it applies to, I mean, Facebook is not only Europe and yeah. the GDPR also applies to Everybody. a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And Facebook's rolling out a lot of changes from GDPR globally. And that's where it kind of sucks is like, if you're here, you actually get a lot of advantages from this stuff. And if you're not, you might get some, but you probably won't get all of them, even though that infrastructure now exists. Yeah. And that sucks. It's like... I don't know. If you're in America, maybe they're just going to harvest your face and you won't know. I, I'm very... Harvest your face. <laughs> yeah. Peter Thiel's Young Blood Project. Oh, Google yeah. Face oh out with Nicolas Cage. I, um, I do really wonder if it's going to be good or bad for the internet. Because, I, yeah. I mean, there's loads of things to say from both sides. I think it will settle down. I think it won't be as harsh as a lot of people yeah. think it's going to be. I think people can stop fucking emailing me their privacy Please, updates. God. Because, I mean... Do you know that meme where you see a person on an island and there's a little bottle in, in yeah. a message in a bottle and yeah. it says, Hey, I'm like to add oh, yeah. you to my professional network on Oh my god, exactly. can we just edit Oh my god, I'm gonna do that immediately after <laughs> this. I'm edit that. This is what I feel like with the privacy policy updates. Oh I'm god. going crazy. That's from the New Yorker. Yes. <laughs> do you remember that competition they had? Yes. Holy shit. We should run it for GDPR. Yeah, it would oh, okay anyway um we should wrap up here we've got a time limit self-imposed um yes. 
two things I want to say. Uh, number one, uh, I want to do a live episode, and I'm planning us to do it in the next couple of weeks. So keep an eye on the website for information about that. I think it'll be really fun. I will actually be gone for the next couple of weeks. Oh, well, it might be just me and Zach live. Where are yes. you going, Frederica? I'm going on a holiday to Sicily, oh, which is ooh, great because amazing. I'm going to be offline for a bit. Which That's is... great. Well, we won't call you then. <laughs> when you come back, will you tell us all about it? Yes. When you log on to the internet when you're back, tell us if it's different. I'm, I'm, <laughs> seriously, I'm a bit afraid, actually, because yeah. I, th- there's always this moment when you come back from holiday and... You have to open your email. You'll I'm come. You'll come back from holiday, and there will be scooters lying all over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everywhere. Bikes and scooters combined. It'll yeah. actually just be those big old penny farthing ones. Yeah, that is the next thing. I think. I think uh, the Boston Dynamic robots will have taken over. Yeah, they'll, we'll be riding them. By yeah. <laughs> okay, that's it. Cool. Um, so show notes are at chargepodcast.com, and we figured out how to get them on iTunes. Yes. Uh, we also um, you can contact us on Twitter. Obviously, we all have our own usernames. Uh, which you can get from the website or at charge tech either is fine please review us it matters a lot good or bad we don't care like please it just uh, i think it i mean we care helps. a little bit well like if you have a, if you have something bad i'd love to know about it first so please feel free to like just message us we're not scary uh we're open to it um, and if you're a tech lawyer let us know we would love to have you on, on an episode and yeah. ask you all the things that we don't know yeah there you go or even just run episodes past you before we yeah. publish them <laughs> where will we get sued for this no. We're not collecting any data, don't worry. <laughs> oh dear, Apple actually tells you nothing about how a podcast is doing, so there you go, sorted. Great. Um, I think it's so yeah, problem. just like, uh, and the other thing is, I uh, finished the Discord thing, so there is a channel that you'll be able to join this week. Uh, only podcast people will be in there, and we're migrating from Slack, which we used to have, so check the show notes, there will be a link, I promise, uh, and come and hang out in there, like you can ask questions, I think it's really fun. Um, and maybe we'll post in there next time we're recording so you can like tell us things anyway that was great cool i feel like i like gave only 50 percent half-baked takes on europe please don't like hold them i still have to like code a few things for (laughs) this like everybody else i know people who aren't sleeping right now that's all i'm saying yeah so good times cool well enjoy your holiday frederica thanks we will see you in how many weeks uh, three weeks. Oh, wow. Nice holiday. It's going to be the second Owen show until then. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Great. Awesome. Well, we'll miss you. Okay. Cool. Until next time. Bye, Biscuits. Bye, Bye. Biscuits. Sixty-five. Sixty-five. Oh my god. Okay. Cool. Right. Hey, you're listening to Charge Podcast, episode sixty-four. The podcast 65. that looks at. It's sixty-five. We <laughs> <laughs> should just leave that in there. <laughs>